0: And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide, with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me. I'm John Bon Jovial. and now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. Yes, I am. Thank you very much there. The legendary
1: John Bon Jovial. Oh, so glad to have you with us, and so glad to have you our listeners with us because, hey, that's what it's all about. We're here for you, for the people. Welcome aboard, John Bon Jovio. Oh, how are you doing this week?
0: Well, we are fairly wonderful. Uh, you know, in a legendary fashion, I go through life. I feel fairly wonderful, therefore I am. Did you ever stop to consider the
1: fact that there are more airplanes in the ocean than there are submarines in the sky?
0: You know, I take, no, no, I no. Take I, I, I have not, and and I, and I thank you for just cramming my mind with one more useless piece of information. Mm.
1: My pleasure. Hey, folks, thank you. Today we much. got
0: another, we got another
1: international artist to open the show for us, and we want to thank our things, mm-hmm. our friends over at Lazy Indie Music Magazine in India uh, for turning us on to an indie rock act. And uh, who knows, if you like it, maybe we can get them to come on the show. They go by the name of, uh, okay, they go by the name of Anand Junction, A-N-D Junction, which is the name of a railway station in a state of India. The state is, I'm going to try this, Gujarat, I believe. And folks, if you want, if you speak fluent Hindi, don't get on me. This is, I'm still on the learning curve of how to speak uh, Indian words. And I was also told... What, that the uh, name of the song <laughs> is pronounced Ajkal. It's spelled A A J K A L. And here is Anand Junction from India. <laughs>
2: do you to you do not
1: Oh, I love the train sound there at the end, train running off into the distance. They call themselves Amand Junction, which, as I said, is a railway station in Gujarat State, India. And the song's title is Ajakal. And I'm told that that means today and tomorrow or nowadays or these days in uh, in Hindi. And I, I thank our friends at uh, Lazy Indie, Music magazine in India, for one, for turning us on to Anand Junction, and secondly, for helping me learn a little bit of Hindi and how to speak it so that I don't mess it up terribly badly. What'd you think, John Bon Jovi-o?
0: It's really a unique uh, approach to contemporary music. Which may sound like a polite way of saying I didn't like it. On the contrary, <laughs> I did like it. it was, I was no, I liked. It. I I like. Just lest, lest anybody misconstrue what I'm saying. Uh, I really thought it was a an interesting song. It's a unique approach, and I kind of like it. I I don't know. I don't know if I could uh, you know could handle, you know, a large diet or a large portion of it, if you will. But to listen to it for a few minutes is something that's new and unique. Uh, it really piqued my curiosity. I, I I would like to hear more of it. I'd like to hear more of him.
1: Yeah, it's definitely listenable, and I got the impression from it that it is, uh, well, it's much the same as uh, what Sharice D'Souza told us when she was on the show. It's a, uh, It's Indian popular music incorporating some of the heritage sounds of Indian music moving in that direction. I know that the market in India is a very difficult market, especially uh, for going to popular music that is popular worldwide. And uh, I think they've done an interesting job here with a sound that, as I said, is very listenable. I'm really not sure how strong the appeal would be uh, worldwide. For example, you know, I, I can't see your top 40 stations here in the United States hitting it real hard. But on the other hand, it's not something that I would be I would be scared away from. John?
0: You know, it's a, it's a unique approach. It's a culture shift as far as I'm yes. concerned. Yeah. Uh, it is something that, if given the chance, might achieve some mainstream uh, exposure. But I think the kind of radio station in the United States that's going to be playing that would be uh, a national public radio NPR-type station, and I think certainly would be a good candidate for our boys and girls at WRFZ in Rochester, New York, our flagship station,
3: Uh, and I think that
0: that, that song could really fit in very well there with the format.
1: And you can never tell about the American music audience because I remember when I first heard Ladysmith Black Mambazo on the Paul Simon Graceland concert, I personally loved their music. But at the same time, it was something that would not necessarily get a lot of airplay at first in the United States. And look at what they did. They mushroomed to a big act in the United States and around the world. And they've toured successfully selling out houses from the Atlantic to the Pacific here in the States. So you never really know.
0: Well, that caught on for two reasons. I mean, first and foremost, of course, Paul Simon. But sure. also, yeah, that uh, the, the you know, the top 40 stations – the CHR stations, the soft AC stations, none of them would touch it. Who started the trend in the United States? It was the AOR, the album oriented rock station,
3: mm-hmm. that yeah. caught
0: onto it. Stations like WNEW in New York and WBCN in Boston and KLOS in Los Angeles yeah. caught onto that sound, and from there it kind of mushroomed. Right. Well, that's what I mean with something like this.
1: You never know who's going to get turned onto it, who's going to like it, and whether it's going to catch on or not, but I think it was definitely worth exploring, listening to. I'm glad we had it, and who knows, if uh, you, our listeners, like it, maybe we can get Anand Junction to come and be on the show here. Like our next guest, who is our first guest of this week, we're going a little bit against the grain here because uh, we normally would have ladies first, but our next guest is a first timer and i wanted to get right to him so that you get a chance to listen to him his music and also for us to get a chance to talk with him he goes by the rather unique singular name of he is the artist all one word so if you're looking him up online that's how you spell it h e i s t h e a r t i s t he is the artist he is at that we're going to talk to him right after we listen to his current hip I want you around.
2: It's not that I want you in
1: to talk with us right now, want you to welcome He is the Artist, also known as Lee Mann. Welcome aboard.
4: Thank you so much for having me. Thank you.
1: You're very welcome. Thank you for joining us. Looking forward to talking with you. And uh, the first thing I've got to ask you, after listening to your music and uh, reading your short bio, where did you come up with the name He is the Artist?
4: Well, He is the Artist means God is the artist. God is the creator of all things. That's what it means.
1: Very well put and uh, very succinct. It explains it very well. Now, I should preface for our listeners that you were a successful neo solo artist up until what, last year or was it two years ago?
4: I would say like one, uh, yeah, about one or two years ago. I kind of don't really keep counting like like that, but I think it was like one or two years ago. Right. Uh, no. Yeah. So God. God really. Um, is It's my entire life right now. So definitely, um, it's, uh, yeah, I kind of lose track of time.
1: How long were you a neo-soul artist?
4: I would say 2017 or so. That's when I, I began singing. That's when I was a neo-soul artist. And so I would say about three years.
1: What made you decide to make the switch? What moved you to become a, a Christian singer, songwriter, and artist?
4: Well, it definitely wasn't. Uh, overnight, it was definitely a process. While I was singing, you know, so I wasn't really comfortable doing it. Uh, eventually, because it was kind of really sexualized, there was n- there was no real meaning to what I was really singing that I could really be brought out there to um, help the world or uh, make me feel f- fulfilled with, what, with uh, what I was doing. You know, it just kind of was just you know I was just singing just to sing. And one day I heard a Teddy Diggs sermon. Online and it was uh, one of the greatest things that I, I um, that happened to me because it really inspired me to make music um, about you know what's important, which is God, and what really resonated with me was his his message there about love and bringing love to the world.
1: Well, I can't argue the fact that we need more of that in the world today. It's interesting that you mentioned that you uh, you had listened to Tj Jake and that was the that was kind of the trigger that finalize the move that you were already thinking about. Have you had, ever had the chance to talk with T.D. Jakes?
4: No, but, but I will say this. He actually put together an album called uh, uh, Sacred Love Songs uh, uh, with different um, popular songs that he, turned, he made religious, like different religious artists would, would come sing on the album, and um, that's really what inspired me to start turning uh, popular songs into, into religious songs.
1: I think that's a a wonderful concept there, regardless of your religious affiliations. Uh, You, in fact, are Christian. We just played a Hindu artist just before you came on, and uh, we've played artists from around the world from a lot of different uh, backgrounds. And I I think that's an excellent idea, the concept of taking, taking popular music And directing it to your religious beliefs, because I think that regardless of your religious affiliation or feelings about religion, I think it is a necessary basis for a lot of people because it gives you a form, it gives you... A reality. It also teaches morals and, and a lot of things that you can't get out of the secular society. I, I definitely think that that's a, a good idea, and in your case, the right idea, because when you feel moved to do something like this, you're going to do what's in your heart. You're going to do not only what's right, but what's best for you. And I think that's a wise move. John Bon Jovial, you're sitting there awful quietly.
0: Well, I'm just taking in the conversation. He is the artist. I I love the name. I love the intonation and, and the meaning of it. And uh, Lee Man, if you don't mind me saying so, I really want to congratulate you with coming up with that name because that is extremely cool. It, it really is. And I want to talk about the music for a second, not necessarily the spirituality of it, although certainly that is a huge part of it and the inspiration for the way you put it together. But... The way it's constructed, and I want to know what your thought process was. Musically, it reminds me tremendously of uh, Joe Sample of the the Jazz Crusaders back in the, the 60s and 70s. But vocally, I can't assign what you do to any one genre or any one person because it is so unique. And I say that in really the most positive fashion that I possibly can. It, it's just a it's a great combination of a traditional 70s jazz sound, and I don't even know what to call the vocal. It, to me, it's not hip hop, it's not singing a, a soul song, but it's something that is so unique that it, it grabbed my attention. Yeah, it's something oh, that
1: sort yeah. of fit into oh. the neo-soul category, but go ahead, Lehman.
4: Yeah. So obviously, really, it's uh, that song in particular was inspired by you know a lo-fi kind of vintage kind of sound. We added like the crackles and and you can kind of hear it like in like in the vintage records. Um, it definitely was you know inspired by a lot of different things vocally, uh, but I always try to uh, stay you know in, in my own lane so I don't copy anybody. But, but you know I sometimes I have a very a funk influence, I have a jazz influence, definitely smooth jazz. You know, I just just whatever whatever comes to me, but those are my main influences. But you also know, smooth jazz, funk. Um I kind of like uh sometimes when I'm singing I also have like a Prince kind of thing with, with what he does there. So it's like a mixture of a lot of things.
0: Yeah, but I think to me the vocal in this song, I mean, I'm I'm a big Prince fan, but to me your vocal transcends that i can't assign it a value like the temptations for example or the four tops i i can't assign it a value of uh, something that jay-z might have put out this to me is just very unique and that is something it's original and originality is so hard to come by these days so like i said it grabbed my attention it made me listen
4: i'm glad it did you know and i I just I just make music that um, speaks to my my soul, and I'm glad that other people felt what I felt when I when I when I sing it.
1: Well, I, I agree with uh, what John said. It, it is a unique sound. You you definitely have your own sound, which is rare these days because there's so much copycatting going on in popular music. And as you referred to earlier in our discussion, a lot of the music. Is meaningless, and this is something John and I have talked about for years because you know, we're we're kind of dinosaurs, and we were in the we were in the broadcasting back in the days when we played plastic records, which you know you probably don't know anything about, but they had these round flat discs, kind of like CDs, and you put them on a turntable <laughs> that spun around. You put a needle in the groove, and it made noise. So we have we've had a lot of experience with the changes in music over the years, and yeah. There's a lot of it that uh, is basically meaningless. I realize that a lot of it is supposed to be pure entertainment, but uh, somehow it just strikes me that more could be done to make it a little more meaningful entertainment. I think you have taken a step in that direction, following your heart and doing something that is not only intrinsic in your values, but also something you really believe in and can perform now I wanted to ask you about the scoring on the instrumentation of the music. Are you doing your own instrumentation? Do you have other musicians backing you or what?
4: Now I have to credit the instrumentation to K G S Music. She is a really great producer. She's produced with some of the some of the great gospel singers out there. Definitely check out her page. She went viral on uh, Tyrese's page. Um, a, a singer called Tyrese. Um, she's actually she's a, she's a great producer, um, and I'm grateful that she uh, she allowed uh, that we collaborated on this. And but so about was like the vintage kind of sound, I I, I came up, came up with uh, that aspect of it to make it really nostalgic, like something something like out of the Wizard of Oz, or mm-hmm. just something very dreamy. I wanted it to be very dreamy. So that's that's how um, that came
1: about. Definitely dreamy and uh, a little bit mysterious, too. It's uh, it's unpredictable, and I like it. It's It's got a nice, easy-to-listen-to sound to it, and as I said, it is incredibly unique. And thank you for uh, crediting your producer there. We like to make sure everybody gets their credit. Thank you very much there on her behalf for mentioning her name, and uh, we will definitely check her and her artists out and if you talk to her i'd be interested in hearing from her we might be able to uh, get together and have her on the show and explain you know what she does the artists she works with and and, and the business from her standpoint one of the things that we have based this show on is the principle of helping emerging artists not only perform and get their music out to the public but also to help them understand what it takes to make it in this business and we've had several people from the industry, from various areas, production, uh, record uh, company, owners. We've had a lot of people come in and discuss what it takes to make it in the music world today, and it takes a lot. It's a job. You really have to work at it. John Bon Jovial.
0: Well, yeah, I just I wanted to, you know, Lee, man, I wanted to just say one last thing to you. Musically, I had referenced the uh, Joe Sample and The Crusaders as the feeling that I got from I Want You Around. Uh, if you think of it, go to YouTube and uh, look up the Crusaders, and they, you know, their their ranges varied, But what you did there to me was very reminiscent of what they were doing 50 years ago. And I think for your own edification, I think you'd really get a, a a kick out of hearing hearing what these guys do, and and you know maybe get some inspiration from it too.
4: Oh yeah, I I love that. Yeah, definitely. It was definitely meant to to sound very nostalgic and like. Like back um, in uh, yeah, when the Wizard of Oz uh, back then. So it's meant to be vintage, and I would definitely will check them out.
1: And you've uh, you definitely got a good like feel them. for it, and you know you know what you're doing and where to draw from, and the, and more most importantly, you know from the fact that it helps to be able to draw from these sources. And your music is it does show an amalgam of these influences, which is which is a factor that is very common with the successful artists, and I credit you for that. Now, you're out of uh, Central Islip, New York. Are you playing in the area at all?
4: Um, you know, it's been, it's been weird with the, the whole pandemic, but I'm definitely um, planning some type of, some more performances. I did perform at an art festival last year, but we're going to do more this year. So as soon as, as, soon as I get noticed, uh, i I'll, I'll let you all know while performing fantastic on my media pages. and
1: I want to in line with that, brings me to the point that we always emphasize to our guests. Uh, we have several social media pages around the, all over the place. The David Bowers Awards is the easiest way to Google them. One of the pages we have is a music groups page on Facebook, and that was one of our original pages when we started the show years ago. That is up there for the guests on the show and, for that matter, anybody in the music business to post their new releases, uh, play dates, tours, whatever you got that you'd like to share with the listeners and fans. Post it on that page. You do not need to send me a press release. You do not need my permission. You go ahead, post your music news on that page, the David Bowers Awards group page on Facebook, and we'll pick it up and share it with our other pages so that we get the word out to as many people as possible.
4: Oh, that that sounds wonderful. That definitely sounds wonderful. And and definitely a blessing for independent artists, you know, Uh, thank you very much.
1: You're very welcome. That's what we're here for. That's what we try to do. That's the whole purpose of our being here. We love to be able to work with and follow these creative artists. And once they're on the show, as you today, you're part of our family. So, Keep in mind, we'd like to hear from you and be able to follow what's going on. Either keep in touch. We've got about thirty seconds left. I want to give you a chance, if you would, please, to tell us about this next track we're going to play called "Childish."
4: Childish is, I would say, it's a, a bit of a, an experimental type uh, type track. It is definitely um, just about letting go of childhood trauma. So it's definitely um, very different from "I Want You Around," but it's, you know, it's definitely something. Um, just from my, from my soul, you know, from, from a darker part of my soul, that just, just to let go of, of those types of things.
1: Wonderful. Again, thank you so much for being here with us today, ladies and gentlemen. He goes by the name He Is The Artist, and here he is with Childish. joining us today and sharing your music and story with us we look forward as i said to following your careers we do all the artists that appear on our show we'd love to be able to follow you you're all part of our family and now we have a returning guest who's been a part of our family for almost a year she's also uh, shared with us another new artist and that was nicole ray with two y's that you heard on the show last week so welcome back if you would please Susie Corey. We'll be talking to her right after we play this tune that I know you're familiar with. Here she is with Got a Feeling." <laughs> Susie Corey got a feeling, and I got a feeling, I just got a feeling that she's standing by waiting to talk to us. Susie, are you there?
5: I am. How did you know?
1: I don't know. <laughs> I just I just have a knack for those things. Come on in here and say hello to everybody.
5: You are incredible. Well, hello, everybody, and hello, David.
1: Welcome aboard. So glad to have you back here again, and thank you for letting us be one of the first to play this on the, on the World Wide Web. And we are looking forward to talking about your new song in just a few minutes. But first, got a feeling there are a few other things we should... You like the way I keep sneaking the title of your tunes in there. (laughs) (laughs) i got a feeling that there are a few other things we should touch on. And uh, one of those is you've been doing a lot of promotion online about this new release coming up including a a live show on Facebook Live and some other stuff. But the one thing I haven't heard you mention lately, and I was really wondering about, what happened
0: to Johnny Toronto?
5: (laughs) You had to bring him up. Well, you know, obviously we were happily married. Uh, Last year we got married. And for anybody out there who doesn't know who Johnny Toronto is, he's my blow-up doll boyfriend slash (laughs) husband.
4: And, yeah,
5: yeah. You know, things you never thought you'd do in your life, but anyhow, really? um, <laughs> you know, it was a fun promotional thing for the video. It started out as just the music video, and then I decided, you know, why have it just for the music video? And I took it a step further and actually lived out the whole thing, taking him to L.A. I took him to Nashville and all around Toronto and literally would go have dinner at restaurants and everything, you know, lived it out as if sure. we were truly a couple. Now, sadly, um, I don't know if it's proper to say this, but I think I've... Blew him just a little bit too hard, and he popped. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. He's currently he has been for a few months out of commission, so that's why he's missing in action right now. I don't know if there will be you know a return of Johnny. Perhaps I'm going to leave that up to the universe.
1: Yeah, we'll have to <laughs> we'll have to see if there's a way to patch up his broken heart or whatever part of his yeah. anatomy
3: sprung yeah. the there. <laughs> <laughs> we just can't go there here. here.
5: <laughs>
0: Well, so this conversation went to hell real quick, didn't it really? I was
1: going to say,
5: this is for another show.
1: <laughs> but you did. You got a lot of miles out of that. And the important thing is you attracted a lot of attention. And, you know, in in our business, that's what you want. You want people to notice you. And you did a great job. As a matter of fact, I was even thinking of hiring you as a promotion agent for us on this show. <laughs>
5: Well, you know, I think on a serious note, because obviously we're kind of making fun of the whole thing, but you do realize that as a creative person, you know, as a musician, it goes a step beyond being just an artist musically. If you're an independent artist, you've got to think of creative ways to get people's attention because... Sadly, it's not just about the music. You know, you could write the best songs in the world, but if you don't get the attention of people and get them to um, stop and listen, then, you know, what is the point? You're putting out music and nobody's listening to it. So you've got to do things like that. I think the thing is, though, to choose stuff that you know is close to who you are as a person. I'm not doing anything that's out of character and As frightening as it sounds, you know, that is so in character with me. For anybody who knows me, (laughs) I'm totally shameless. And, you know, I love having fun with life. And because we were going through such a serious time in life and still are in so many ways, I think people needed to lighten up, laugh at themselves a little. So I thought, what better person to start with than myself, you know, and get people to laugh at me and laugh with me. So that's what happened with that. And I just thought it was great comic relief for everybody.
1: Fantastic. And I am so glad. That's why I tried to be quiet through your entire uh, little discussion there. So perfectly put. As you know, we here on the David Bowers Awards, one of our main goals is to help indie the artists, the emerging artists, to find out what they need to know to become successful in the business. And uh, we have a recurring segment every now and then where we have different people from around the industry, uh, record record producers. Uh, We've had a record company owner on the show and we have them come in and talk about what it takes to make it in rock, in, in music today. And you just summarized it very well in a nutshell. As a matter of fact, I was thinking as you were saying that, we may have to have you come on as a guest uh, as a guest professor on our Rockstar 101 segment one of these days and talk about your experiences and how that translates to what these artists need to know to make it in music. It was very well put. I, uh, I'm i very pleased with that. Thank you very much.
5: Well, thank you, and it would be my pleasure to do that. You know, it's funny because kind of haphazardly, without me consciously doing it, I ended up on um, panels um, speaking You know, at conferences. Mm-hmm. I've done... One on one thing with artists where, again, it's nothing formal. It's, it's not paid. I do it kind of as a mentorship thing. If an artist reaches out to me with questions, I'll set up a call with them and go through things that I know that it's not because I'm an expert, but I may be that much further ahead than they are and have more information to provide them. Because I've had those people, you know, who've helped me out as well in the industry. So it's really just a payback. And I think it's very important that if you know and you have information, why not help someone else and save them time and, you know, costly mistakes? So absolutely, I, I would absolutely love to do that.
1: And you're exactly right to the, for them to learn from your experiences, whether they're successes, failures, or you're still in the process of finding that out. I can promise you one thing, though. You'll, you'll be right at home because uh, Rockstar 101 is very informal and you're definitely not getting paid. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome, Jonathan You wanted to jump in here.
0: Well, yes, I do. And actually, you touched on something, Susie, that I wanted to bring up, and I guess we can expound upon a little bit more. Uh, and that is, you know, the giving nature of yourself and your relationship with the business, and how you want to, you know, for lack of better words, spread the love. And a good example of that is when you uh, directed a, a very lovely young lady our way by the name of Nicole Ray that we had on the show. And she, she was wonderful, and she thinks the world of you, as, as do we. But uh, you, I, I think that you, you found a talent. And instead of thinking to yourself, well, you know, I I, I want the spotlight, as so many people do, um, the fact that you're willing to give of yourself to share that spotlight with others so that they may have the same success as you, you know, that's really commendable. And I'm not saying that just to try to, you know, stroke your ego and make you feel all mushy <laughs> and warm inside. It's just to, yeah. it, it, it's simply a case of, 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 of decency and well, i i really admire yeah. that
5: well thank you very much for saying that i really appreciate it you know the fact that you recognize that i obviously don't do it for any kind of accolades you know for me the thing is i got into this industry and just you know a few years ago and realized that there's a few things that aren't necessarily done the right way and rather than complain about them and talk about how awful these things are in the industry, you've got to be the person who's the catalyst for change. So you start doing things differently so that people can realize that things can be done differently. So by doing things like this, where you're helping out other artists, now those artists are helping out other artists. You know, Nicole herself, and I mean, it's not because I'm helping, you know, in any way. I recommend her because I absolutely love her and I'm a fan of hers. Other than being a friend, I'm in awe of her talent and she's just a go-getter and such a hard worker. But, you know, someone like Nicole, her and I started a festival um, separately, like separate festivals the same year in 2020. I did my Love Revolution Festival to showcase independent country musicians because I found nothing was going on at the time. Everything had been canceled. So I started this drive festival. Same summer, she starts Harmonia Fest, which is another festival that's all female in country. She's very much an advocate of that, does a lot of shows to promote other females. And, you know, so it's a two-way street. Um, helping each other, and we are, you know, so respectful of each other. And we also played on each other's festivals (laughs) that first year. She played on mine, I played on hers. So, you know, but that's just me, Nicole, but I mean, there's so many other artists I could name for you, female or male in the industry, that we have so much respect for each other and we're trying to help bring everybody up at the same time, which is, that's the way to do it. You know, the rewards of bringing many people up together is much more um, satisfying than just having your own success on your own. I, I don't think it compares.
1: Absolutely, and I can speak, uh, I'm sure I can speak for John, too. Uh, We feel that way with what we're doing. Whenever we get another artist that uh, mentions us to an artist, recommends an artist to us as you have, or whatever, just the satisfaction of knowing that we have, in fact, one, paid it forward for all the years that we made a living off of playing other people's music in broadcasting, uh, to be able to pay it forward to other artists, and to see the results of that as it as it grows, and that's one of the reasons we tell all of our guests that they're now part of family once they're on the show, and we want to keep in touch and be able to watch their careers and watch them advance. It's it's just a feeling that uh, money can't buy.
3: It's one well, of those I- things.
5: I can personally attest to that because you know that I know everything that you're doing and make a conscious effort to constantly thank you for everything that you're doing. Everything I post is reposted by your show and, you know, just the support is incredible. So I know firsthand what you are doing for artists, not just myself, because I see what you're doing for others as well. And I believe in karma, you know, and people sometimes think, oh, karma and it's a bad thing. It's only if you're doing the bad thing, you know, Exactly. when you're doing the right thing, you're building up karma and it all comes back to you in the most beautiful ways and tenfold, you know, what you're doing. So it's wonderful.
1: I have to agree with you 100% there. And you mentioned also your uh, festival, which I was going to bring up, Uh, but we've got a couple of things we have to touch on before we run out of time. But if you could, uh, are you having a festival again this year?
5: Absolutely. It's happening on July 16th in Cabin, Ontario. It's the same location. It's at a on a private piece of land, people come. It's a drive-in kind of festival, except you don't have to stay in your car. You get a lot of space. You can put your lawn chairs, blankets, whatever. You know, we have people sitting outside their chairs. We have activities going on there. We've got vendors selling stuff, uh, food trucks. So it's going to be the biggest one ever this year. I've already started planning, so super excited for that. And tickets will go on sale for that in March.
1: I can't wait to spread the word of that one for you, and I look forward to it. <laughs> now, before we run out of time, the other thing thing that I wanted to be sure and talk about was this new release of yours, because more than just a new release, there's a story behind it uh, as it relates to musicians' mental health.
5: Yeah, I mean, you know, to me the most important thing is, obviously, I love writing music. Some songs come and they're written on their own. It just comes to me like Got a Feeling, which is a very light, popish song, you know, just fun, um, not so much on a deep level. This song I wrote because of particularly one conversation that I had with a very close friend of mine. But then I started to notice a trend after him and I had talked about it, that there were other male musicians going through the same thing, where during the initial start of the pandemic in 2020, a lot of them who had been touring musicians had to come off the road because shows were being canceled all over the place. And for someone who's a touring musician, that's your whole life. Initially, it was, you know, heartbreaking, and you're kind of lost because you don't know, what do you do now? And for a lot of them, it was time to kind of um, do a lot of self, you know, reflection, soul searching. And they started to see things about their lives that you know, changes that need to happen and stuff that they didn't necessarily think were great life choices that they had been making, making. But at the time, you don't realize it because when you're in something, you don't see it, you know, from a different perspective. And then when you're out of it, you can look at it differently. And so I saw a lot of them making those changes and became happier for it. So to me, that was just, it's miraculous, you know, to watch a human being who is becoming truer to who they are as a person. And the minute you start doing that, that's how you find happiness, because you could be, you know, on tour with big names and everything else, but something's not sitting right with you because it's mm-hmm. not really who you are. And you might be doing things that aren't necessarily who you are as a person or what you believe in. But when you're just doing constantly, you know, and it becomes your norm, um, it's hard to break out of that and that gave them an opportunity to break out of it. So really this song is kind of like a light of hope, you know, for all the musicians who did make changes or someone who hasn't, but this something might click by hearing this song.
1: I agree again, you you have a I I remarked on this the first time you were on the show. In addition to being a talented musician, singer and songwriter, you also have a good head on your shoulders. You think well and it really is earning you a reputation. Trust me, karma is watching you too. Susie, I want to thank you so much for coming and spending time with us again. We need to talk about maybe having you back before your festival so you can tell us all about that.
5: Oh, trust me, I will. There's another song coming out 1975, which is this ode to the 70s. So I'm sure we'll have a blast talking about that. <laughs> oh, I'm
1: looking forward to it. Again, ladies and gentlemen, Susie Corey, thank you so much for being with us here today. We look forward to hearing much more from you. Here she is with her brand-new release just came out, Susie Corey, A Better Man.
2: a dream and a fight could sometimes steal you.
1: Corey, thank you so much, Susie, for being here with us today, for coming back to see us again. We love you, and we always look forward to having you on the show. We want to say also thank you to our friends at Rochester Free Radio who carry the David Bowers Awards on Saturdays at noon, and also to our follow-up, Steve Litvack's Rock and Roll Rumble, which follows the David Bowers Awards on Rochester Free Radio, and Armand Spins, which follows Steve Litvack's Rock and Roll Rumble, part of the uh, musical triad at WRFZ FM 106.3, Rochester Free Radio in Rochester, New York. And don't forget, on Saturday evenings at 8 Eastern Time, Jeff Moulton's ABC Oldies with the best of the 60s, 70s, 80s, and Hey, you never know what else he's going to include there. He's got the handle on the oldies for you. And uh, if you're not in Rochester, where you can listen to it on your radio, for those of you who remember what radios are, you can pick them up online at rochesterfreeradio.com. Check them out. They've got some interesting stuff. You're going to hear some music I know you're going to like, but a lot of it you may not have heard before. It's stuff that uh, you don't hear on your uh, top 40 radio, places like that. So, be sure and check them out. I also want to say thank you to our house band. Kitty Bingo provides our theme music for us every week and has for the eight and a half years we've been online. And uh, we want to thank them very much. Uh, real pleasure getting to know the guys. and We'd really like to hear some new music from them. We keep bugging them. We'll get them back on here sooner or later. John Bon Jovial, I think it's time take
0: us home absolutely you know you mentioned steve Litback a couple of seconds ago and the uniqueness of the music on wrfz and uh he played a band that i hadn't heard in years and i grew up with as a kid growing up in boston and that was blue cheer and you know there's no radio station out there in the united states or canada for that matter that is going to play that kind of rock and roll but you will hear it for sure on WRFC, and that's one of the beautiful things about this radio station, for sure. Folks, you did it again, and we cannot thank you enough for your participation, for spending the last hour with us here at WRFC and also the David Bowers Awards, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing you next week. The David Bowers Awards is broadcast around the world from the studios of Computer Help USA in Naples, Florida, and, of course, from the Valley of the Sun, in Tempe, Arizona, and we are available for free on most of the major streaming services. You can help the David Bowers Awards support indie artists and music by clicking the link at the end of this episode on Anchor FM, and you can make a donation to the cause, and we sure would appreciate it if you would consider doing that. Click the follow link on the David Bowers Awards on Blog Talk Radio or wherever you listen to music podcasts. Uh, Join us next week for the David Bowers Awards uh, Saturday on WRFZ FM 106.3 in Rochester, New York. That's uh, Rochester Free Radio, and you can catch it at 12 noon, and uh, also on Blog Talk Radio, Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and 7 p.m. UTC. So until next week for the David Bowers Awards and all of the uh, crew of uh, Radio Moronicons here at the David Bowers Awards. I am yours truly, the legendary John Bon Jovial, saying be good to each other, wash your hands, get your booster if you haven't done it yet, and we'll see you next week right here on the David Bowers Awards.